Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast for this week. Uh, a week where we have another bumper crop of playoff rankings that mean nothing at this point. Nothing to discuss, uh, which is why we're going to discuss them. Joining me, as always, uh, f- from indoors, for once, not outdoors. That's how cold it is here on the barren steppes of Georgia. That would be Jason Kirk. It is below 60 degrees outside, so you're, you're, you're crazy if you think I'm going out there. And from an even frostier climb, but from always indoors, because that's what you do when you live in New York. You go to New York so that you can live indoors. Yeah, you just you go from indoor where you live to the transportation system that's indoors to your work that's indoors. And that way we are if the sun burns out, it won't affect New Yorkers in the in the slightest. Never liked it anyway. Like like Mets overrated. Games. Mets games will get canceled. Nobody cares about that anyway. The sun's a scam. Good. The Mets suck. I'm glad the sun burnt out. Night games were always my favorite anyway. <laughs> also, Billy, Joel, Billy Joel only plays at night games. He does. Do you think you need sunlight to see him in the garden? Nope. That's why I paid $340 for my 18th row ticket. I, I do have to say this as a brief aside. Out of nowhere, Alex Rubenstein, Dan Rubenstein's brother, came up to us the other day and said... You guys, you you ever listen to Billy Joel? He's got some really awesome <laughs> songs. No, he was he was I he swear was, to God. He was messing with you. He was messing with you it's, hard. It's I promise you he wasn't. How old is he? He is like 25. Come on. And he was like Taylor Swift, she's got nothing on Billy Joel. So maybe that's like the well, there's there's the mid 20s thing where you're like, I'm going to figure out why people like Bob Dylan. And then you're no. like, I, I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I, I can't understand. figure it out. Beats me. Uh, maybe I'll try Billy Joel. Maybe that's easier. Maybe maybe you have to like lyrics and people who can't sing. Maybe you have, maybe maybe you maybe you have to like songs with forty eight verses. <laughs> this song is about Bob Dylan's inability to love, and also a man who was falsely convicted of murder. That sounds like a great song. I'd love to listen to that. Can you put some? tweedling inept harmonica over it mm. and, and that's maybe his best song yeah that's maybe <laughs> that may be his finest song what's his best work well it was where he was still doped up from a motorcycle crash and his voice was all screwed up so it didn't even sound like him that's his best work it's like mark hamill it's just like mark hamill really only noticeable after he was maimed in a car crash <laughs> speaking of maimed in a car crash the playoff we have rankings. We should discuss them. I am a big fan of number 10. I want to go ahead and spoil that. Jason Kirk, what stellar team with outstanding <laughs> quality losses managed to limp into the 10 spot? You must be referring to the Georgia Bulldogs <laughs> <laughs> who have lost to to Steve Spurrier. That's a good coach. And, huh? and- and that's, vacant. That's, that's one of the five best coaches ever, and Georgia lost to him. And also, Georgia lost to um, a, a school with excellent Directors' Cup standings. They lost to Florida. Florida has many championships in many sports. Many. In many sports. Not football. But many 
recently, but many, many, many sports. It, it's a quality arrival. Uh, big got a got a bomb ass ball. Georgia lost at Jacksonville. That's an NFL team. Mm-hmm. Jags don't lie. You know that thing where you always say, "Well, I don't know. I think they'd do well against a pro team." It's not true. And guess who proved it? The Bulldogs. Jacksonville, the London of college football. <laughs> really waiting that strength of schedule, which I understand Florida being a quality loss. If you view strength of schedule as a heavy, immovable object, incapable of any action whatsoever, which would be Florida. So, so good job. Great job, playoff committee. An inspiring pick at the 10 spot. Who do we have at nine? It gets better. Oh, 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 go on. Uh, at nine, we have UCLA, a team that, um, <laughs> if, if anyone can off the top of your head recall a good thing UCLA has done this year, please, please uh, let it be known. They they beat Memphis, and that actually is... That's actually a pretty good win. That's no, actually that's, not bad. That's a pretty, that's a quality win this year. <laughs> We're not lying. Memphis that's a quality is, win. Memphis is their best non-conference win. Sorry, Texas and UVA. And who knows? Uh... Memphis's coach may be coaching at UCLA next year. <laughs> He's like, well, y'all know the secret. You got to tell me. <laughs> mm, that delicious blend of spices and herbs. Bring that on over from Memphis to UCLA. <laughs> uh, UCLA did beat Colorado in double overtime. Ooh. And did beat Cal by two points. So we are definitely talking about a top 10 team here. Beat also, Cal by two points when Cal decided to basically just drive into the side of a building. Uh, they well, did. That's what Cal does. Hey, Yeah, no, that's fine. There's a lot of quality wins on this schedule, okay? They beat uh, a championship caliber team in Washington. I'm not saying what decade, but that's a championship caliber team. Yeah, that's, that's previous number one, Washington. Previous! They, <laughs> they beat... Uh, also previous number one, Colorado. Listen, they previous pre- number one Texas, previous, previous number, number one, one Virginia. They beat Utah. They beat Bama. Utah beat Bama mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. in a bowl game. That happened. Uh, yeah. They beat they beat Arizona State worse than several other teams have beaten Arizona State. It's true. Arizona State, a, a quality team who lost to um, <laughs> Oregon State this weekend <laughs> in that in that charity win. You know, because Mike Riley's so nice. I think the Pac twelve. After they get off the coach's call, they're like, okay, reporters are all gone. Like, one reporter, Pac-12 media, stay on that call, and one day you will hear all of the coaches in a cabal going, all right, so who's giving Riley one? Like, when things start to look too hot for Mike Riley, right? And Mike's like, bye, guys! And they're like, yeah, we're all hanging up now. They all hang up, and they're like, okay, Mike's like the nicest human being on the planet. Who's going to lose to him? Todd Graham's like, I'm leaving anyway. It's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> Counting out of this one, suckers. No, Todd, Todd Graham all owes them for something. Something nefarious that they're covering up for him. <laughs> Everybody's got dirt on Todd Graham. Yeah, Todd that, Graham. That's Todd... his game. Nobody can spoil him because everyone has the equal amount of dirt on him. Right. He wants that Florida job so bad that he said, no, guys, I'm not. Lo- I'm not. Lo- no, I'm not. This team's too good. And they're like, mm, Tijuana, 2007. And he's like, shit. He's like, I was only in Tijuana from 2003 to 2006, sir. 
<laughs> Todd Graham staying somewhere. I know. Three I was, years. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you let Jason have that one, or do you just hop onto the easy? There you go. There you go. There you go. I'll, I'll take this. Todd, right down the middle. Todd Graham, just the traveling charismatic hobo. He's like the music man, except you know he he only steals your children. Monorail. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that's UCLA at the ninth spot. Whoo, just a. Just a panoply of success and excellence. Uh, who we got at that eight spot? That will uh, be, yeah, the, the old Miss, uh, the old Miss Doctor Bose. Yeah. Hey, yeah. an actual good team. That's a, that's a pretty good team. Imagine, yeah. if, imagine if they didn't still run, you know, that Briarcrest High School offense that they run at Old Miss. The things they could have accomplished. Ah well. Uh, who's at number seven? Uh, number seven, that's when we're getting into the uh, the tier of argument. We're getting into the, into the realm where people actually care about where teams are ranked. Uh, number seven, we have Baylor. Yeah, like if there's one team that can actually legitimately claim, yeah, we're down a couple of spots from maybe where we should be, um, I'd, I'd ride with that for Baylor. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, you know, it's, it's all fuzzy about how these things are actually calculated. We have no real way of knowing, but uh, I mean, beat, beat TCU, which is uh, way up there. The, kind of the a- real beef for Baylor fans has to be who's at number six, right? Well, and who would that be? That would be Ohio State, who <laughs> was behind Baylor, but jumped ahead of Baylor on the strength of beating Minnesota. And uh, we should note that Minnesota retained its intercontinental title. Minnesota it's still did not ranked move. number twenty-five. Did not move. Twenty-five, man. Twenty-five is just um, what is twenty-five in terms of rankings? It's um, it's, it's honor- Minnesota. It's an honorary degree. Frozen in place. Min- what Minnesota is doing is when the the plane is oversold, and they're like, "Hey, we need three people." to give up their seats and we'll give you $300 in Delta dollars. And Minnesota's like, nope, I want to get home. And it's like, all right, Minnesota, you're, you're stuck because you did not volunteer to leave. Just weighted down by all those dilly bars. They, they let Notre Dame and A&M leave instead of them. <laughs> yeah, that's, they're the honorary spot. They're like the, they're like the ghost that you just mm-hmm. let sit at the dinner table. 25, come on in. You said you said a place for the Gophers. It's what they would have done for us. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pour one out as you like pour this big thing of heated lard. Mm. Just get the big tinness in there. Uh, who do we have at number? Uh, since we sort of agree that Baylor might be sort of screwed by what I think is a good Ohio State team, they'll undoubtedly disprove that. And prove us all wrong over the next two weeks or something, given that they play um, a quality opponent. Former national champion, Michigan. Former number one, Michigan. Co- where, co- co-national where, champion. Where's uh, I, I haven't looked all the way. Where's Michigan in this poll? You, 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 um, rankings aren't everything. That's true. And we have no way of knowing who is just outside, so we can assume Michigan is 26. Yeah, I, I, I'd say they're about 26. Okay. Good. Right there, they're tied with Marshall. I'd say. <laughs> they're t- <laughs> oh, why? Why do you have to bring it up? I well, had totally forgotten. We'll get to yeah. Mar- we'll get to Marshall in a little bit. 
Okay. Uh, who do we have? Yeah, in- yeah, we all will. We, we all <laughs> will. we're talking about the rankings, therefore, we'll get to Marshall later. We'll get to Marshall much, much later. Quite a bit later. Uh, at that five spot. At that five spot would be TCU, which uh, lost to Baylor, almost lost to Kansas, but is buffeted by wins over Oklahoma and Kansas State. Mm. Oh, and Minnesota. Don't forget that. And, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Minnesota, which has somehow lost to every team here. <laughs> the, gold, the golden link holding college football together at this point. <laughs> That's a funny thing to me. People complain about A&M and LSU and Auburn taking on a bunch of losses and the, you know, the teams in the SEC rising because of beating teams that were previously ranked. What about Minnesota? <laughs> You, you know Minnesota, they lost to Illinois. You know Minnesota is going to play Georgia in a bowl game, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Because Georgia, Georgia has to play Nebraska in a bowl game. I thought we broke that curse. I thought we nope. apologized. I thought we apologized to that gypsy. Nope. nope. Two things have to happen every single year. One, Pitt football must pay a repeat visit to the courtyard suites in Birmingham. <laughs> And even if they're not playing there. They even if they're not playing, they just go to say hi at this point. They've made really friends. <laughs> They've probably had children. They probably have to go for visitation. <laughs> I mean, have you ever around Christmas called Birmingham and, you know, Birmingham says, when are you coming home? And you say, oh, can't make it this year. Oh, God, the nagging. Oh, you just got to go to Birmingham, Pitt. I, just get it done with. I guess your new family's better than us. There's going to be something that gives away this cross-cultural pollination that's happened between Pitt and the city of Birmingham. For instance, at one point, someone in Birmingham will just make a sandwich and then reach for the fries and smack them right into the sandwich and go, I have no idea why I did that. Is that not already a Pittsburgh thing? That's a Pittsburgh thing. It's just going to pop up in Birmingham. That or you're just oh, going to... Oh. I mean, just, I, could, I would buy that as either a Pittsburgh or a Birmingham thing. <laughs> it sounds sloppy enough to be a Birmingham thing. Just put the fries right in the sandwich. That or you're going to see somebody get arrested in a Steelers jersey who shouts Roll Tide. Yeah, I was going to say drinking like 24 beers on a, on a, week, on a weekend. Uh, which town? Really could be either. Uh, yeah. Although... Being public about it's pretty Pittsburgh. Not want your pastor to know about it is a super SEC thing. So, yeah. yeah. So maybe the shameless. Maybe if we go to Birmingham at some point, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm just drinking Iron City here in a corner." Like, Whoa! It's happening. The cross pollination's begun. But yeah, those Georgia plays Nebraska in a bowl game. Write it down. Matt Repchak, by the way, is the guy who came up with that, and he's correct. So credit to you, Matt. Uh, who do we have at that uh, four spot? Uh, number four is Mississippi State, which uh, lost to Bama and has done nothing otherwise. But they're they're sitting pretty at four. Man, it really did not matter that all of their good wins lost and badly, did it? Yeah. <laughs> like, we were just sort of like, hey, they beat LSU and Auburn. What happened to LSU and Auburn? You ask a lot of questions. You must be a cop. Get out of here. Yeah, we don't want no cops. It wasn't even like, uh, let's see, A&M lost, Auburn lost. And they didn't lose to SEC West teams. They lost to SEC East teams. And LSU, that, that, and that LSU quality. got shut out Yeah, but Bielema. <laughs> yeah, but, well, still, I mean, it, I mean, Mississippi State played both LSU and Arkansas, so it retains all of that quality that transferred oh, between yeah, those oh. two. Here, you want to well, But it hasn't played Georgia or Missouri. 
You want a magical. So those you, winds were totally sapped, and it didn't matter at all. You want a magical phrase to explain that away? It's amazing how whitewashing uh, this phrase will be for, for LSU's loss to Arkansas. Well, you know, Brett, you know, Arkansas was due. Oh, like ninety five percent of people you say that they'll just be like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're That's right." A There's a mythical force that said, "Oh, well, time to collect on that debt." Because you That's know, right. you put seventeen losses in the kitty, you, you get a, it's going to spit out a win eventually. <laughs> See, Arkansas had had deposited three percent of its paycheck every Saturday, and finally that paid off. See, in my point, in, in my opinion, you always hit on seventeen. It sounds like an illegal workplace. It sounds like an illegal workplace lottery. That's that. I hadn't thought about that, but yes, somebody pointed out to me. Oh man, you know they lost seventeen in a row. And they beat seventeenth ranked. Uh, they beat seventeenth ranked LSU on the seventeenth, and I'm like, well, no, that's actually Monday. But but yeah. But it but it was the seventeenth somewhere in the world, was it not? You're two thirds of the way to a really awesome numerological fallacy, and I really appreciate the effort. But that's and, awesome. And, and what and what was the score? Why that'd be seventeen zero. <gasps> I think that was actually what they were trying to say. And, that's, and that's probably and, less Miles' idea. And <laughs> what did what did they play in the Arkansas locker room after the game? Seventeen by winger. Uh, Stevie Nicks, edge of seventeen. Oh, okay. Well, it is Brett Bielema is a sultry man. Oh, and he and, and he and Stevie have done some uh, done some fun things back in the day. Oh, wow. Fle- Fleetwood Mac didn't break up by itself. <laughs> I'm just saying, neither one of them has a septum. Nope. Wow. His was mostly for utility, though. Just gets the oxygen right in there. <laughs> they snip them out on Iowa farm boys. Increases their work capacity. <laughs> the uh, let's see. Well, that's number four. If we could just uh, let's see, number four to number two. Uh, number two is Oregon. Um, yeah. Ba- based well, like- on the committee's wins against top five, losses against top five, all that stuff. Uh, they're, they're right about where they should be, uh, according to what the committee presents as its evidence. It's it's a good thing the committee seems to like UCLA because that really makes Oregon. <laughs> so so just before we get to our number one team, which we all know who it is, but uh, before we get to them, let's just consider the most valued franchises under this system of evaluation: UCLA. Yeah. Because if you beat them, whoa, oh golly, <laughs> you you beat something. Uh, Minnesota. That's the mm-hmm. other. That's the other building block of this house of cards. Yeah, you, you the one ki- with the Jerry ki- Kill on it. Kind of wonder why Illinois can't get can't get a ranking. Well, they have. That. A, if they beat UCLA, they're in. Okay. <laughs> just you're like, wow, man, Illinois just trash UCLA, it's, and it's and it's not too long ago that that's a bowl game that actually happened. Uh, uh, another one would be Clemson, uh, seven and three, one loss to Georgia Tech, one loss to Georgia. So. If you're in the state of Georgia and you beat Clemson, hey, hey oh, shoot, Clemson plays Georgia State next week. Wow. So yeah. done. They're, they're going to be top five. Uh, based on precedent, if you beat Clemson, you're ranked. Wow. And then well, we, 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 have, uh, we have our number one, which is Alabama. Probably the shakiest number one Alabama team I've ever seen. Don't tell that to, no, don't tell that to those fans, man. Which, which which fans? Bama fans. That's right. I'm not going to tell them those Bama fans. Come on. The, number one's number one. What's shaky about that? 
You on top. <laughs> I, I just know this, that, that, that you watch them and say, hmm, that's, I've seen them lose already. They appear to be beatable. And did then, you? What did, what did you see? What did you really see, sir? You know, everything you see is delayed from when it happens until it gets to your eyes. So and it could be changed by any number you know, of things. You know, like, when you look at something that's red, it's not actually red. It's every that's color right. but red. So, mm-hmm. like so, so how do you even know which team won? So, Jay, so really, Jay, you Jay, saw everything Jayden, but a loss. Jaden and Willow Smith on the playoff committee? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hearing? Yeah. Roll, roll I, robot. Roll prana breathing. It's prana breathing. It's from the belly. Just like it, Brett Bielema it, does. Well, Bama didn't lose. They prana lost. They prana, That's right. And you know what? If you look at a loss. If you look a at a loss, angle, it's, got, it's got a hole right in the middle. And that's where the energy goes through. And how, uh, how can you be number one if you don't have a one? And that one is your loss. Because if we were perfect, we'd be zero. Thought about that? Oh. Yeah. That's and right. I mean, if you if you have zero losses, then you're Marshall and you're not ranked. So, oh, man, <laughs> can we talk about this now? That's that's the ranking we can give Marshall. Uh, <laughs> so we've discussed so we've discussed the rankings for this week, and I think we agree that um, on, on pretty much like the top three, we're okay with, right? Like one, two, and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole group. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm more, fine with more that. More or less. I'm the not top, over. I'm the not, top two definitely, and then the four, eh? But Baylor, before, ba- before Baylor has get, time to shake out. Baylor getting a little jacked, but I could understand your schedule concerns about them. I think I might. would take TCU, Ohio State, or Baylor over Mississippi State. But the the other the other top two in the top four, sure. It sure. does feel like the playoff committee is just trying to see how mad they can make Baylor fans at this point. Which you know that's not not to just not to sort of diminish the overall size of the Baylor community, but it seems like there would be larger fan bases one might want to anger in order to stir interest. Yes, but Baylor fans have been really good about using math to get angry instead of just relying on some... Like, if if Alabama fans were mad, they'd just say, the SEC is the greatest conference, and that's it. But Baylor fans trot out all kinds of equations and formulations. And I think the playoff committee is hoping that eventually Baylor fans will be so angry that they will develop inter- interstellar travel huh. <laughs> on, on accident. See, look, if the cornerback's playing off, you throw the screen, which goes directly to a wormhole where Baylor is in the top three. And now wow. we have clean energy for everyone. So this is all just a big ruse. Yeah. This is all, it was, yeah, it's one of them movie things where they tricked us into being smart. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate yep. that. The college football playoff is a MacGuffin. <laughs> I knew it. Barry, Barry Alvarez, the bold scientist <laughs> leading us to the fringes yeah, of the Yeah, that, that is a good point. Like, the Baylor fans do seem to have the most coherent arguments out of all the teams that are doing the arguing. I mean, a team like Marshall that's, you know, it's won a lot of games and uh, has, like, a big winning streak going back to last year or whatever. Nobody cares about winning streaks going back to last year, Marshall. Uh, but a team like Baylor, they're bringing out, like, we beat this team, this team, this team. According to the metrics, we should be ranked here. I do wish they would take a large team and just bump them down to 14 for a week just for the hell of it to see what the reaction would be. Like, like, a, like, a, team, like a team goes from, like, number one, you just throw them down and see what happens? Like, like to number, like, I don't know if they were like a number four. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that's what we think. Like, Ohio State. Take Ohio State and knock them down to 14 for a week and see what catches fire. 
I mean, does does USC going from unranked to 19 because they barely beat Cal, does that work in reverse? Well, he, now here's here's the Intercontinental title belt theory. Look who they play this week. They play UCLA. All of a sudden, hey, that's a big important topic. Oh, yeah. Right. As, as, one of, as one of the most valuable tests in college football, UCLA. Yeah, that's a huge game They there. can huge. rock it into the top four. <laughs> so are we talking about if USC beats UCLA, USC's like 11th? Probably, yeah. yeah. Oh, easily. Wouldn't that's, they have that's where they would bump them. <laughs> yeah. You're just, remember, remember, this, I know, remember, this is like the search for Jim Mora's lost gold. <laughs> USC's going to be like 12th next week. <laughs> they will be. Because this, Mo- this is dumb. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, fant- <laughs> it's, it's, it's fantastically stupid. And, and then Oregon will drop because they haven't played USC. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, USC. I mean, UCLA only be like thirteenth. You can't. You can't drop right. UCLA too far. Well, that's I mean, true. Although I don't okay. know. Remember, Oregon. They almost play, beat. Oregon's Memphis. gonna play. Well, yeah, Oregon's gonna play Colorado, who's another one of those like you know hoarders of the gold bricks of college credit, evidently, because UCLA beat them. So I don't know. Colorado. I mean, Colorado State beat them, and Colorado State is is right up there in the the. Uh, the fuck Marshall rankings, so yeah. So, see, maybe maybe they're onto something we haven't even considered. I have another question for you, which is uh, we we wanted to discuss a rather odd concept, correct, Jason? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a concept sort of introduced by uh, playoff committee chairman Jeff Long. Um, sort of references a few other things floating around, but uh, when he's explaining why Alabama ranked number one. On the ranking show, he used the term uh, controlled the game. Uh, Alabama has, he said, controlled the game more than other teams have, which shares the name of a stat ESPN has that no one has really figured out, game control. And it's kind of curious because because uh, the committee isn't supposed to be using advanced stats, and whatever game control is, it appears to be an advanced stat. So either he's using the same term or... Uh, or they're sneaking in numbers. <laughs> or he's referring to the like title of an awful mixtape. Game control. Uh, well, Big Bear. I mean, that could be a a, uh, a joint joint collaboration between Janet Jackson and the game. That might be okay. It would be it would probably make more sense than the notion of game control. If you've watched a uh, if you've looked at a chart of game control from the Florida South Carolina game, it looks like a very high wavering line indicating blue for Florida, right? Floating at the top. And a little one very low for South Carolina. And then in the last minute, it flips like it means anything. So so is that just like win probability person? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. No one has explained what it meant that like ESPN doesn't explain the stat really all that much. They have a, they have a page on it. Uh, because Jeff Long sure didn't explain whatever he meant by it. Okay. Also, like, if the notion of game control means anything at all, what does that mean for teams that are bend but don't break and quick strike? Does that, you know, teams where they don't have much time of possession? (laughs) Where you let the other team just kind of diddle the ball for seven or eight minutes at a time, watch them kick a field goal, and then you do what Oregon does, which is go down the field in three plays and score? That's that's not going to look good for them, right? If that's at all a part of the equation. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, what, what, 
what does this do about like a team that just like goofs around all game and like falls behind and in the third quarter it's losing and you think oh this is the week when they lose and then you know you look up when they're winning like Arizona yeah like does Arizona have good game control that's the first team I think of you know when when you mentioned that scenario I wouldn't think so I think you'd probably end up if you were using any sense at all they'd be out of the top four if they were undefeated right you know who should be if if we're gonna just say game control matters and just use that by itself. Iowa State deserves to be ranked <laughs> because I have never felt like an Iowa State game was out of control. Nope. I have always felt like, yep, the levels are right. We can just go ahead take <laughs> take a nap. You don't have to watch. You don't have to watch the meters for this one. It the is not. It is not about to go. Set hyper-reactive or anything. Now I've seen the pattern, and I understand the system because that's why Minnesota is so overvalued in the system. Oh, they have so a, much control. They, oh, they have astonishing game control. They're not going anywhere quickly. None those, of them. Those games are not going off the rails at all. And, um, and, of course, Minnesota, home of Prince, who has a famous song about oh, control. So. Football it. control. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, let, let's also... Let's also be aware of a few sub-metrics that are at play here. There's shame control, mm. which uh, Bo Pelini has to do a lot of that after what happened to his defense this past week. Uh, there's, there's, there's name control, which uh, Texas A&M lawyers are very good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, flame control. West Virginia ranks very well in that. I, I, um, I would put them in, very in a low. Way. I would put them very low. Yeah, they're probably the worst now that I think about yeah. it. Al- Auburn's still the all-time all-time losers on flame control. Done burned down the gym, son. I don't know. That didn't disrupt the football game. <laughs> that's true. Hey, that's a controlled flame. That's number one flame control right there. Right there. Game control also sounds like it should be a 2003 hip-hop album that nobody bought. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's your bad mixtape, right? Like... Is that one of those, we've discussed this before, is it one of those 28-track No Limit albums by like an eighth degree relative of Master P? No, it's. It, I think it's more it's of a... It's definitely like, from New York, whatever yeah, it is. It's more of oh, a sec- yeah, it's, it's more of a secondary Wu-Tang member album. Uh, or like yeah, a, I think it's like a... Or like a Bad Fabulous album? Yeah, well, I don't know album. if they're good. I don't know if they're good fabulous albums. So. <laughs> he's he's more of a uh, greatest hits kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. When I when game control to me, that sounds like that sounds like uh, one or another Mob Deep member going solo. Maybe, possibly G Unit. I could see it, that being a G Unit album. I think that, I think that's a really that's a really good one too. Yeah, that's uh, agreed. Also, the concept's kind of vague and meaningless and nonsensical so i think it's perfect for the committee keep using it <laughs> yeah <laughs> why not yeah. What are, why not what are they gonna do sue them yeah what that might happen if Baylor. that might i was gonna say get bumped up pretty soon that's but, how yeah. this ends it ends with ken star ken star suing the living daylights out of someone over this Tell us he what will, game he will still wear his he will still wear his sweat sweatshirt into the into the courtroom he don't care have we really thought about this by the way that Ken Starr, who prosecuted the Bill Clinton Monica Lewinsky case, could possibly end up suing Jeff Long, current president of the University of Arkansas, and thus squaring <laughs> off again or against the hornet's nest of political intrigue and viper behavior that is the oh, Arkansas a, Illuminati. Southwest Conference rivalry, isn't it? <laughs> it is. There's a lot of there's a lot of awesome matchups here in this lawsuit. I heard he slashed one of the Waltons tires. 
the Dr. Art. Pepper versus Walmart. My God, this will tear the <laughs> South apart. This is, a, this is the Ozark. This is the Ozark Mafia versus. Oh shit! Did we just spoil the new season of Justified? I think we did. <laughs> Who killed Raylan? The bear. <laughs> the bear and low prices. The bear, my favorite. Yeah. My favorite thing about Baylor being involved in like the huge the, the the uproar and all that is if you were to ask our browse about this, he'd just shrug. He would have no clue what, what you're talking about. He probably doesn't even know there's a playoff. I haven't read a paper. I haven't read a paper in 38 years. <laughs> you know what's in that paper? <laughs> Nothing will help me win. I'm focused on this team, getting them ready. We 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 prepared damn hard, all of us. You know what that paper doesn't have? Work. <laughs> Paper can't teach you anything about hard work. Last I checked, it had Gasoline Alley in it, and I didn't get that comic to begin with. Mostly because mostly it didn't smell like gasoline. Sick em. That uh, I, I would like to go ahead and move on to a discussion, uh, a quick examination. It's almost like our weather. We're just going to check in. Jason, this week in Fuck Marshall, what are our Fuck Marshall rankings? Uh, they are again chart topping higher than they've ever been before. Uh, mm-hmm. We're we're up to last week. We I would say we're up to our knees. This way, this week we're up to our waist. Uh, I think uh, if 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 you know Nebraska is still ranked, then uh, yeah, it's 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 getting pretty treacherous. I would add the spice of having Doc Holliday, their coach, being considered at least a candidate for the Florida job. Giving, I think, an extra, just an extra pinch of fuck Marshall in there. Yeah, because now we're talking about, you know, hey, here's here's a report, <clears throat> you know, a pretty legit report from Football Scoop of, of a, a power conference program considers this guy a good head coach. Nah, let's not rank his team. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> yep, I think uh, all-time highs for fuck Marshall, with no signs of climate change for this in the future. Well, Jeff Long did say they're close, which, okay, maybe if they beat another team by 50 points, they'll be 25th. Great. That is, that, is, that is what you tell a child that you are sort of gaslighting, where you're like, hey, did I, did I do enough work that I earned a new bicycle? Mm, you're close. Not quite. Go out and mulch some more. Just hey, Ryan, Ryan just, you're going you're gonna to get parenting just fine. <laughs> you, you did I eat enough of my mac and cheese? Uh, two more bites. Was that two bites? <laughs> I meant two big bites. Oh, is this a big bite? That's a little bite. You need one more bite after those two bites. Why, Daddy? Take two more big bites, Marshall. Do you want that popsicle or not, Marshall? But there's only one game left. Oh, well, oh, maybe well. next Christmas. Oh, well, it's bedtime. Sorry. Bedtime, Marshall. Sorry. That is, uh, you're, you've already got this down, Brian. Woo. Congratulations. Let's go ahead and go to reader questions for this week. I would like to start. With a question, we asked for both life and football questions. So Jordan Shank, at Shank Jordan on Twitter, asks, what is the best way to avoid paying my student loans? And the obvious answer, Ryan, is... Uh, fake your own death. Or actually die. But in, in if you don't want to die, definitely fake your own death. Yep. Steve Sarkeesian did it. Yeah, it used to be, used to be uh, Bruce, Bruce Sarkeesian. He's not, he's not the best at this, but it has kept him off his back for a little the most amazing part about that is that Sarkeesian could be a real name to begin with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds it, it sounds like an alias. And believe you me, USC's had people with aliases coach before. Pete, John, Pete John, Carroll. John Robinson. John Robinson. Paul Hackett. 
please. Has, has anybody <laughs> even seen the real coach other than Ed Orgeron, of course? No. Ed Orgeron is the only completely authentic one, along with, finger quotes, Lane Kiffin. Now, I was like, quotes. is Pete would, Carroll on that list because, like, he doesn't want the government knowing where he is that's, or whatever? You're damn right, because 9-11, you see, yeah. was an inside job. I would really like it if you were like, okay, Ed Orgeron, we want you to pretend to be somebody else for, like, ten minutes. I, <laughs> I don't think he can do it. Ed yeah. Orgeron, give us, give us your Barack Obama impression. Uh, give oh, oh, uh, this, <laughs> give this us this your a, David Letterman impression. Just no. uh, the President Cocho. Uh, I signed this bill into the law. The alligator vote me into office. So uh, now coach, I go, coach. I go and wrestle the Congress. Coach, coach, can we, can we hear your Martin Lawrence impression? Uh, uh, Jada, uh, uh, hustle man, uh. That's horrible on so many different levels. <laughs> I bet Edward Drawn does one really good impression. One, and that's it. And it's probably of a friend of his you don't know. And it's probably purpose, right? Like, oh, let me do my Linda. And it sounds just like Linda. And you're like, wow, that's a great impression. Now do this. And it's just more Ed. He's actually Lin- He's actually Linda on Bob's Burgers. I don't know if you knew that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, do you have a reader question, Jason? <clears throat> Let's see. I have two. Uh, here's one. A, a curiosity comes to us from <clears throat> a practical cat is the Twitter handle. The Twitter username is weird wuss. Can you talk about UCLA? I think we just uh, did. Yeah, we, we've already done that. So, moving on. Wow. We, we mainly just wanted to note that some dude named Weird Wuss, with the name A Practical Cat, asked us to talk about UCLA, which I think A Practical Cat is as good an encapsulation of the UCLA experience from football this year as anything. Should also oh. be noted, uh, this individual's Twitter <coughs> backdrop is uh, Denard Robinson. So... No clue what's going on here. But. I think it's entirely possible the playoff committee could use a practical cat as its next made-up metric. Be like, well, yeah, <laughs> we just felt TCU had a more practical cat than Baylor did, and that's why they're ahead at this point. What are of they, course, what are they there mean are many by? cats left. What so. do they mean by a practical cat? This stat, mysterious as it may seem. And again, that goes back to pussy control by Prince. So. <laughs> That's why Nebraska's 23rd, because <laughs> their cat was, like, lofted by Bocalini, oh, and man, that's not, they, not practical at all. I don't know, though. I mean, that's that's serious cat control. Yeah. It's, not but it, but the that's cat, not a metric. You're conflating but, metrics. But the cat is not practical. <laughs> that's it's a deeply... What cat really is? The, it's like <laughs> the, the, the least practical species in a manageable sense. If you know, really our, want a practical cat, you cat have to get to the, the kind... Backyard. Our cat's pretty practical. That's, I mean, look, why do you think LSU dropped all the way from 17 to unranked? Impractical cat. Practical cats. Speaking of impractical and nonsensical, I do want to cut Ryan off because he would be in the rotation. But another really fantastic nonsensical tweet I got from at Perry Badger, who goes by the name Tony Snark on Twitter, <laughs> whose, whose avatar is Guy Fieri in a Cincinnati Reds jersey throwing out the first pitch in a game. We're already like, we're already two steps off the pavement, but we're about to go a lot further. Asks us, how many wins for AU, and that's for number AU, Auburn University, under lowercase Gene Cheese Dick, after UF Nabs, lowercase Gus, hashtag talking about the Knowles, attached, 
attached image file in the tweet, which is the Star Wars title with Return of the Cheese Dick. Wow. Made, I believe, made at theverge.com. So thank you. Thank you to our sister site. Thank, 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 thank you to our sister site, The Verge. Fox Media partner for enabling with, this. Without you, Return of the Cheese Dick would not be possible. <laughs> which, which, I don't even know where to start with this other than to say this is the most perfectly incoherent question we've ever gotten. Congratulations. I think you, I think you just praise every single component of that, from the, the Twitter handle to the avatar to the, the 4AU, to the Florida, to the cheese dick, to the to the Verge meme. It's uh, it's nothing else was included in there. So just er all of those parts are All excellent. of those parts, yeah. You've given me a completely, a tweet completely devoid of information and yet filled with pleasure. This is eroticism. It's perfect. It, is this like that Twitter user who frequently tweets at the SB Nation account that we can't figure out if it's a bot or not? The, no, the she's... Sort of and it's Maybe. like in half French, half English. Right, yeah. yeah. And, it, it, and she's a huge Tim Duncan fan. She's right. a massive Tim Duncan fan. So we did determine that as a real person. It's a I've, real always thought, I've always thought she's real. Yeah, she's okay. real. Yeah. Right. She's just possibly schizophrenic. <laughs> All right. Uh, she's possibly an android. I, I she might be an android. Uh, your question, Ryan. Uh, this question comes from the Faba. Uh, his, his name is just Faba. And his question is, which member of the playoff committee is most trill? Uh, I, I know when we brought this up off the air, Spencer thought it was going to be a very easy decision. Uh, I am going to go with Barry Alvarez. Ooh. Uh, because I think it is extremely trill that Brett Bielema left Wisconsin as Wisconsin was going to the Rose Bowl. And Barry Alvarez said, yeah, I'm just going to step in there. I got this. I know I know. a lot of you guys worked hard and made me feel like you deserve to be the interim coach. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, and what he did was he said, also, I'm just going to pay myself as much as I would have paid Brett Bielema. Hey, what's more trill than possibly double dipping? Not hey. possibly. That just is. You know what Killer Mike said? He said, kill your boss. Even better than that, literally being your own boss. Mm -hmm. That's true. The only thing that being would be... Being above yourself on the org chart. The only thing that would be Triller would be Barry Alvarez killing himself. Do you think right? Barry like Al coach. Do you think after the bowl game, Barry Alvarez had, a, <clears throat> had an interview with himself to discuss his possible retention as full-time head coach? Damn right he did. Did he paint himself as different identities so he could just flip to one side, right? Like he painted half his face as like one right. character. Right. Oh, you know what he did? He totally did this. Like every rapper eventually does this, like T.I. versus Tip and Eminem versus Slim Shady and all that, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm sure every Wu-Tang member has had like a whole battle royal with all their alter, alter egos. He totally did that. Barry versus Alvarez. Yeah, I, that mixtape, yeah, that happened. G Game Control. Game Control by Barry Alvarez. You should really listen to it. No, I'm just trying to get on the subway. Just get out of my way, man. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, but but who who would you two say is the most trill? Well, I would I would probably say that it's Lieutenant General Mike Gould. Ooh, good pick. You know, command pilot with 3,000 plus flying hours, retired three-star general. Sure. Yeah, but who's he played? Mm, good point. Uh, you know what? More people than Marshall. Not even looking at his resume. Also... He was an assistant men's golf coach. And do you know the corruption that assistant men's golf coaches get into? Hustle. Doing dirt. Doing dirt out on that course. I'll tell you what. Uh, another consideration is Ty Trillingham, who uh, yeah. 
I, I I have to veto this answer. I'm sorry. No, but no, he got paid. He got paid by seven. Got paid. He got paid by seven different football programs at once. At once, he was but, running, running numbers, coaching for none of them. <laughs> I'm paid. not. I'm not even sure he knew that. Like and I, that's I, what's I, most trill of all. Do you, do, you, you, do you think that he sometimes got checks in the mailbox and went, oh? I think I think it's that's entirely like a, that's possible. A, that's a Lil Wayne lyric. Still spending money off my first album. Ty <laughs> Willingham still spending Washington money. I think it's entirely possible if you go to Ty Willingham's garage, it's full of uncashed checks because he just forgot. Like he and Charlie Weiss go to Hardee's and just laugh about that together. <laughs> and they go to Hardee's because they spend no money. None. Neither of them. Remember, like Ty Willingham didn't even drive a car when he was at Notre Dame. And remember. He was at Notre Dame too, in that long chain of failures that but Notre hey, Dame had. But hey, let's fire Brian Kelly. Y'all have fun. I, actually, actually, I got a new answer. It's Archie Manning because he said, "Peace out, y'all." My yeah. my back hurts or whatever. Too trill, too trill to travel. <laughs> too trill for the committee. I can't even. I can't even do this party. <laughs> Later. Uh, let's go ahead and now that we've done that, go look at the games for this week. Eight a. a this is a meager. This is the SoCon Challenge Week for the SEC. Yep. Where they test their medal against the finest football conference in all of the Southern Conference. <laughs> in all of the uh, southern part of FCS. <laughs> Mid North Carolina's. The Southland, some, because yeah. the Southland's better now. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, there's nothing. There, there's very little this week. Sort of an interesting game on Thursday Kansas State at West Virginia. Much less interesting now that the two teams have managed to pile up some losses, but still something at stake here, particularly for Dana Holgerson, who would, you know, like to keep his job. And 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 weirdly, this probably impacts the uh, TCU Baylor argument because if Kansas State wins, that looks better for TCU. Uh, and but if West Virginia wins, that somehow looks better for Baylor. But right? keep in mind, if Kansas State wins, it looks better for TCU. But then Baylor gets a chance to annihilate so, Kansas State in the last game for them. If yeah. only if it, it's a shame that there is no way to determine the one best team in the Big Twelve. But hmm. if we have to do stuff like uh, deduce a Kansas State West Virginia game. It's like playing a board game from a foreign country. You're like, I think you're supposed to move the thimble three spots and then slap your partner. I'm not I really would sure. I really like to have uh, Holgo explain how to play Go. All of these instructions are in. <laughs> all these instructions are in Catalan, so I can't tell you. Speaking of obscure languages. Well, uh, also, also, I just want to point out uh, Thursday night an important ACC game. I uh, was, the, I, was just, I was about to get to obscure <laughs> languages, aka football in the ACC. <laughs> North Carolina at Duke. Yeah, and that that actually matters. It does. That's so because sad. one of these teams is in the running for a uh, for a division title to go on to the ACC championship game, and it's not North Carolina; it's Duke. It's, it's Duke. <laughs> hey. Do you want to Duke know is the team here that has a chance to win the ACC championship. The saddest argument I have seen on Twitter over the last day or two is that somebody on, usually ESPN, will say the ACC Coastal is one of the worst divisions in college football. And ACC Coastal fans will get super hyped up and be like, no, we are not 
quite that bad. <laughs> yeah, they've gotten a little defensive. It was for the first half of the season. It was like, ha ha, we'll all lose to ECU, and now it's uh, that's sort like, of hey, turned. Hey, we we have at least two. We've toughened te- up now. Teams. We've got a team ranked like sixteenth. <laughs> what do you have? What do you have? <laughs> what do you have? ESPN. You don't even have a team. Except, except for the teams that aren't Georgia Tech. They're Play- all. Bought and paid for by ESPN. <laughs> they're, at that, they're at that scary breaking point in a teen frontier or outdoors drama. You know, where like Lord of the Flies, they're let loose in the wild and yeah. one is mocked and protests and then becomes silent and then flees into the jungle and comes back a killer. Which means that we're just, we're like probably two chapters away from an ACC team becoming a ruthless killer who's just going to come back and take vengeance on us all i would say we need to take the acc coastal down a peg but how can you no there's always no there's always lower fleeing fleeing into the woods as a child and emerging a killer is exactly how frank beamer got the virginia tech job so i was gonna say it sounds a lot like david cutcliffe at duke oh who 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 a little spoiler uh we we had him in the studio today to talk to Dan on camera, and Dan asked him uh, who his like left field candidate was for the Florida job, and he said David Cutcliffe of Duke. Uh yeah, seriously, David Cutcliffe won't do that. Yeah, well, he's only you know sixty years old with heart problems. Dude, I don't, I don't, I don't even think he's sixty. he might be sixty two. No, he he's sixty. I looked. At oh, him. I thought you meant like he might be like forty five. No, yeah, no, he's yeah, he's sixty, but he's already had like heart surgery and a stent put in. Oh, he's he's an old sixty. Yeah, he's and, definitely an old sixty. Which Jonathan Crompton did that to him. <laughs> I'm, I'm only half kidding. Just please, please stay at Duke. Okay? Actually, Eric Ainge, Eric Ainge did that. I think I've made that joke before, and Eric Ainge on Twitter said, eh, "LOL, yeah." <laughs> like he kind of owned it. He's like, "Yes, I." I live off the life force of others. Saturday, we have uh, a game day is going to Harvard. You know, there's a, that's that's how bad this is. They're going to Har- to Yale at Harvard in Boston instead of going somewhere anywhere else. So, please, please pick where they should have gone. Like, what do you think they should have done? Uh, how about Syracuse Pitt? <laughs> Virginia Tech Wake Forest Louisville Notre Dame Georgia State Clemson Miami Virginia I'm just looking at the ACC games it's, it's, you know it's real hard it's real like we make fun of the SEC for putting all their SOCON games on all their FCS teams on this weekend prior to rivalry weekend but man it's not like looking at the ACC is a whole lot better I, I would have liked if they had gone to Utah just to see what game day in Utah looked like. I was going to suggest... I don't think they could keep the setup. It would just be stormed. <laughs> yeah, I, I would suggest that they would go to Stanford at Cal. Ugh. You would suggest that. I would. That's, I that's... would, because it's, it's Cal. Because it would be like nine people sitting around like demonstrating. There wouldn't be <clears> signs. Yeah, they'd be weird. The they'd only be, reason I like... Silent. We're protesting Snapchat. The only reason I like that idea is because Lee Fitting would announce on Twitter, like, game day is heading to California, and UC, UCLA and USC fans would get super hyped, and then he'd be like, look out, Stanford Cal, and they'd be like, fuck! Actually, for massive shit-talking purposes, 
and in order to undermine Chris Fowler's insistence that they try to be as objective as possible, Ole Miss and Arkansas. Because <laughs> Arkansas fans have won one game, one, yeah. in, one in 17 in the SEC, right? Hey, Under Brett Bielema. And I guarantee Can... you, if game day showed up after one victory, it would be the funniest media reaction and Twitter storm you've ever seen, and Arkansas fans would be hype. And I yeah. mean, uh, if, if they were going strictly... Strictly by business, strictly by interest in the game, strictly by how much fans care, that might be the answer. <laughs> that might be the answer. <laughs> I mean, just like, you know, we're, we're also a media company. We also have to think about what's the biggest game, what are people most interested in, in and all that. Uh, I'm guessing Ole Miss Arkansas is going to be one of the two or three biggest games this weekend, Wisconsin. just based on how many people care how, about it. I'm serious. To, if they went to Wisconsin, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the answer. <laughs> You guys excited? We don't care. <laughs> Kill us. Lee Corso throws away a bunch of corn, and they're like, whatever. This Iowa team, you know, they really like to... Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> staring. What does this Iowa team like to do? Punt. <laughs> Punt. Let's, oh. let's go down to Sam Steele. She's just taking a nap. <laughs> just, just Sam Steele sitting there absolutely, thoughtfully absolutely studying good. with the University of Iowa chem major. <laughs> good for you. Oh, Sam! Yeah, Sam Steele's just she's getting a creative writing degree while we film this. <laughs> wow, she got in. It's <laughs> amazing. Is there is, is Oklahoma State at Baylor? Hey, Oklahoma State! Remember oh. that? Remember that upset win of Baylor last year that froze me to just icicles and shattered Baylor season. <laughs> well, guess well, what? Really, Baylor needs to prove a point, and you're going there, <laughs> and you're helpless. Think about it this way: of the top teams, uh, which is the ty- the top team that is like in the toughest game? You know, like where are we most likely to see upheaval? Alabama's got West Carolina, Western Carolina, one of them at home. Oregon's got Colorado at home. Mississippi State is Vanderbilt at home. Fire State is Indiana at home. Baylor is Oklahoma State at home, and Ole Miss is headed to Arkansas. It's it's like the only game in the whole top ten, other than the UC, USC UCLA thing, that matters. Basically, there's nothing like that late slate. You, you, this this is a this is a bad late slate. Bad. Oh, you you staying up for UNLV Hawaii? Don't lie. But you know, where is, well, yeah, we're gonna watch it all. I'm just we're just saying it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going in our mouth. <laughs> I know it's poison. Don't you worry about us staying up till 5 a.m. watching this. Now I'm not supposed to eat this Arby's. We just know going in that it's stupid. I know. I'm not supposed to eat this Arby's, but I am going to eat this Arby's. Look, they were five for five, so I kind of have to. You like Arby's, you guys? Listen, if Hawaii is Arby's, twice on Saturday. They do serve Hawaiian rolls, from what I understand. Delicious. Delicious. It's the Robert Kakala connection we never saw coming. But yeah, it's a bad late slate. Boise State at Wyoming, Fresno State at Nevada. Oh. Boise State, Wyoming. That sounds excellent. Ah, I mean, you know, it's, it's a by fun. Mountain West standards, Boise State's good, and Wyoming is uh, capable of you know tripping up anybody. That's true. And uh, would you like to? <laughs> would you like to hear the forecast for Laramie, Wyoming, for this Saturday? Is it even a number? But nope, nope. Gonna get down to eighteen. <laughs> it's just, it's Thanks. just a, it's just a picture of a, of a dead ox. That's it. 
just, just a just a dead ox, which will still probably be more interesting than trying to watch Oregon State win two games in a row because they go to Washington and that's not happening. I, uh, I, Washington I, tends to be a mayhem team, so. Well, I mean, if, if that's how you feel, I mean. Washington kicking off at 1030, that's going to be absolute mayhem. And it's on the Pac-12 network, so no one can see it, so it'll definitely here's, here's a serious question I have been thinking about pretty much all season. Uh, if you could go to Boise State, Washington, and USC and say, we're going to wipe the slate clean, Chris Peterson goes back to Boise, Sark goes back to Washington, USC, you're just coachless, and you get to you know be in the mix this year. Would the fans of those teams rather have that or have the status quo? Hmm. I, Boise State fans would probably be all in. Yeah, they. Uh, I, th- I think they'd take it, yeah. I, I don't think Washington fans are thrilled right now. Uh, I think if they're patient and they're looking toward the future, they. Uh, I don't think you. But I don't think you read are, many Washington those are, messages. Those are two things that one shouldn't expect from college football fans. <laughs> well, no. Ryan, as somebody who scans these as yeah. part of his job, yeah, they're they're not they're not exactly thrilled with the hire. No, it's bad out there. It's not great. Uh, I think they had talked themselves into the idea that Sark had brought in a lot of talent and had no idea what to do with it. And now Chris Peterson is six and five. So yeah, but without a quarterback and all that. Yeah. yeah. They also thought that was going to happen. So, well, they're, 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 <laughs> there's their problem. That's like, the... I, if we go, if we're going back in, back in time and all that, uh, we say, you know, USC, you can have a mulligan on the coach thing. Boise State, you get Chris Peterson back. Washington, listen, you don't have a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, who was the last serious quarterback prospect out of Washington? Jake Locker. Jake Locker. Who? Whose team looked very good on Monday Night Football under under an LSU quarterback. So. <laughs> under Zach Mettenberger. <laughs> Banned, banned from the city of Valdosta. <laughs> Do you know how many people found that randomly on Twitter? Were like, can you be banned from a city in the 21st century? Yes. Zach Mettenberger it's did. It's been it. done. It's mm-hmm. been done. It's the SEC. Leaders, legends, and larceny. And, ban- and banned from Hogville. Banned from Hogville. Banned from Valdosta. All right. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> 